Hi, JP and Lucy from The Fitness Link. So in today's episode, we are going to be interviewing someone a little bit close to home, and I'm actually going to be interviewing Lucy. So as a mum of three children, uh, running a busy house and a business, uh, her tips and tricks of how she stays in, in shape, uh, maintains her discipline, and you know keeps above uh, you know where she should be with her health and fitness. Uh, from my side of things, as an individual, she's probably one of the most disciplined uh, people with her food, uh, and this is because you know various reasons of being obviously goal orientated, but also with certain food allergies and intolerances, it. Uh, it helps her obviously stay focused with food, but also it's more of a necessity. So sometimes she won't have uh, had the choice and the temptations that we all do because of the effects that certain foods have on uh, on her and how it affects her stomach. So we just thought it'd be helpful to see how you know she maintains her discipline and uh, tips and tricks that she uses to to stay in the shape that she's in, uh, which in in all honesty, it's probably the best shape that she's been in since uh, I've met her, uh, even though you know she's now 43 years old after having three children. Uh, so, that was my lovely wife. Lucy, what would you think is the thing that motivates you the most to stay disciplined and focus on why you make better food choices day in, day out? Um, probably because I want to feel good about myself and um ultimately holidays and um getting into certain size clothes and I'm like any other woman with the scales I like to see a certain number um and when I feel at my best or in my best shape I'm happier and I feel good about myself and more confident um but yeah it's more about how I feel about myself than it is any number on the scales, I would say. So you mentioned, obviously, wanting to look good on holiday. Uh, a lot of people stay motivated with that as a holiday and focus when it comes to holiday or four weeks out, they they sort of they dial in their nutrition and, and train that a little bit harder. But you seem to be able to do it week in, week out. So, I mean, what's, those, what's that daily motivation that keeps you on track or, you know, keeps you focused? I've got another um, factor that comes into it that I'm dressed in lycra most days at the front of a class or I have to stay as a role model for clients. So it's not even just that ultimate bikini body. It's staying fit enough to be able to wear tight-fitting clothes every day. And do you think in the fitness industry it's important to be a role model and, and set an example? that's quite a hard one because there are you can still be um fit and of a I don't want to say larger size but you don't have to be thin and stick thin and I would never ever describe myself as stick thin I've always had issues about my body just like everyone else but I think it's important from a fitness point of view number one to be a role model at the front of the class but also for something for people to aspire to or be inspired by. So whether it be, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be the thinnest, but I just think people are coming because for a reason. And so I, I don't, I've always thought that people will come to us 
um, if they can see something they want to achieve. And most, uh, you know, most people are coming to us for some kind of fitness or weight loss. So both of those things are quite important to me. Good points. Uh, no, I completely agree. Obviously, on my side, you know, it's yes, you want to lead by example. And if people are coming for you, like you say, for those reasons of fitness and weight loss, you know, if we were standing out overweight and unfit, we wouldn't be the best role models. But at the same time, from a knowledge point of view and being able to apply it to people, you can still have all the knowledge and and know what you should be doing with someone. Uh, you know, there's a lot of doctors and in, in they prescribe certain things uh, that you shouldn't smoke and shouldn't do, but they do it themselves as well. So it's sometimes it's easier said than done to, to do it yourself. But I also believe that everything's in moderation and that I don't think that you should deprive yourself from anything that you really enjoy because life's there for living. So I, uh, the only things I deprive myself for are from a reason of allergy or not allergy so much as intolerance and I find an alternative that I do really enjoy and I don't take away the things from myself that I really enjoy I just make sure that there's a balance and that I can afford to have them when I want them and I think that's key is uh is having those options of or all those alternatives as you said of you know if I want something naughty or something which is less of a nutritional value to me uh, from food point of view or from a calorie point of view uh what the options are and try and do you think that is you know a, a vital part in your daily routine i think the change for me and the biggest thing that made uh the biggest change in my body and my discipline was when i saw food as a fuel rather than a reward and so when i think about what i'm eating to get through my day and my daily workouts or whatever it be I think about what's going to help me fuel my body rather than oh I can have that because I've done a workout so I'll have that as a reward so I'm more thinking about trying to think logically about what food will help me and what the food's you know, will do for my body rather than, so, or what they won't do for my body. So the nutritional importance of the food, for the example. Nutritional importance is far more important, I think. But I also then find the nutritional value and I'll match it to something that I really will enjoy, which I find a treat as well. And I found over time things that I enjoy that are better for me and I still find them a treat. Whereas other people might find that weird, I've just, I've found what I enjoy and what I like. But I think a key example of that for you is that mid-afternoon protein bar. So, you know, a lot of people like a mid-afternoon snack, everything else. Uh, we spent quite a lot of time trying different protein bars to find something, one which was friendly for your stomach from a vegan point of view. Not because we believe in vegan protein, but it's less harsh on the stomach and has, you know, obviously no dairy in it on that side of things. So we found that Lucy's been more tolerant of them. But also it's as, you know, with the right protein bar, you get some of the some of the chocolate, which will give you the sweetness in it. But then like you say, the nutritional value is still getting 10 to 15 grams of protein. Uh, and I think that's what, you know, you still look at is, as, a, as a point of view that you budget within your calories uh, to make sure that it all fits into what you're having each day. But, and the same thing, I would also budget, or I don't necessarily budget it in, but I still enjoy a glass, a glass or few of white wine and, you know, I'd enjoy a night out and I'd allow that into my week. And it, 
um, I think it's important to still have that balance and be able to do that because being on what they say is a diet, I just think long term you're setting yourself up to fail. And I think that's the key thing in that it's it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle choice and it's how you eat. It's not I'm doing this diet for this period of time. It's just this is how you eat and what you do week in, week out. But the lifestyle choice will eventually have a long-term impact on your body, the way it looks, and, you know, health impact and all those other benefits that we all want. But only if you make these habits forever. Whereas if you yo-yo it and you just go back to old ways and you up and down and up and down, then that's what your body's going to do. You're just going to go up and down all the time. You have to find, and that is the most important thing, is to find the things that you enjoy and that you can stick to. Because if you can't do that, you are going to be forever on this roller coaster. And I think that's why it's key to have a balance, to be able to have the treats and the the nights out and the glass of wine to fit into lifestyle and not be restrictive 24-7. But you also have to find that place that you're going to be 100% happy at. I know that's really difficult for a woman because I, I'm always, always striving, but I'm in a different position. I'm at the, you know, role model of a fitness business. So I've got to still give myself little challenges and goals to achieve. But for people who are just doing it to stay fit and healthy, you've got to set a goal that you know that when you get to that stage, you can maintain it and that you're going to be happy with yourself. And even if that is you're aiming for a size 14 to 16, but you're healthy, you're training three times a week, you're enjoying a couple of glasses of wine when you go out, you're having the odd takeaway, you you know, you've substituted a few things here and there and you found breakfast, lunch and dinners that you actually enjoy and look forward to because healthy, nutritious food can be enjoyable. It doesn't have to be boring and bland. So once you've got to that stage, you've got to find where you, for you, are going to be happy. But also, healthy, nutritious food doesn't necessarily mean you'll lose weight. No, there is that side to it as well. But that's what I'm saying. You've got to, you've you've got to find the healthy balance. You know, eating handfuls and handfuls of nuts and avocado at every meal isn't going to help you to lose weight. But it depends where you're at. Are you at a stage where you need to drop a lot of weight and find the balance, or are you at a stage where you just need to be fit and healthy and find balance between um good and bad food and find some alternative healthy stuff like you know if you're reaching for the crisps find something that is a better alternative if you're reaching for the dips and the snacks and things I mean you know we all think that hummus and things like that are really good for us but if you change something up you will find something of less calories that you can have more often than all these things that are building empty calories that you don't even realize you're having Um, even if you just make a few small changes but still have these things that you really love at some point but you've got to be able to stop I think it's like you said what's what's good there is having you know like a simple win of swapping food out which will save you 50 calories here or there and then if you're doing that to one or two three times a day slowly but surely you know day in day out week in week out your calorie input is going to decrease 
like I say, obviously, you know, we've mentioned hummus, avocados, all these, you know, all these good fats, which is obviously we need, we need good fats to help uh, absorb certain vitamins, etc. But uh, at the same time, you know, we know that fat is more calorific. One gram of protein, one gram of carbohydrate has four calories, whereas one gram of fat has nine. Uh, and so, you know, where would you say you've made little savings like hummus? You said that. What would you swap that out for? I might make a yogurt dip with loads of spices or something in it. Um, we talked about the protein bar already for a, a, a sort of snack bar. Protein bar. I mean, I use Greek yogurt a lot for things. Um, that would be my breakfast in the morning. And then you need to go easy where you can see the sugar accumulating. And it's the snacks in between meals. That's the difficult thing. When you're working from home and particularly at the moment, it can be a boredom thing. Now, when I think, right, I, I try and normally not have a snack in the morning. I'll have a good breakfast, might do my workout and I'll try and get to lunch without having snacks between the two I'll then have um my lunch um and I'll save that snack for the afternoon but I think if I'm thinking about food and I want something in between I might even make myself a coffee um to try and get away from that thing of wanting something to eat or I drink sparkling water something to quench my thirst or satisfy me to give me something to do because and then I'll see if I'm still hungry um rather than reaching for a sugary snack which in actual fact will then make me hungry again even quicker than if I'd had something else um I yeah I think it's boredom when you work from home also temptation temptation is the hardest thing having three children who and a husband who can pretty much eat whatever they want and not put on any weight. Whereas if I was eating cakes and biscuits and things, which I love, I'd, I love banana bread and things like that, I would, if I eat that every day, my weight would creep up because it's just sugar. So I try and make alternative, healthier snacks, which I do actually quite enjoy. I like using honey instead of sugar in them. And to be honest, I'll try and stop my kids from making too many of them. Because but, of the temptation, if it's there, you'll eat it. But then there is chocolate bars and things like that in the house. But I would now, having become so much more accustomed to dark chocolate and things like that, would find it really difficult to eat a chocolate bar over a protein bar. But in a calorie thing, they, they sometimes they match, right? A Kit Kat, a protein Actually, bar could be the same you can if you went for sort of your high percentage of cocoa in dark chocolate like an 85 to 90 percent dark chocolate i think per 100 grams has actually got more calories than, than something like cadbury's dairy milk but the difference is because of the bit and the taste of it you probably only have two or three squares where people will completely demolish a whole bar of dairy milk yeah i think it's actually extra sugar content or sweetness to it well yeah but i do like dark chocolate and orange lint dark chocolate i could probably so i think with the temptation things it's about you know making make more wise choice when you do your food shop so try and you know buy foods that aren't going to be there to tempt you and when you have that boredom to scroll sorry scroll and get something from the cupboard or the fridge it's not there it's also the temptation of when you go and buy petrol you have to walk past all the chocolate and the crisps and all of that 
And I still have to say to myself, oh, you don't really want any of that. You don't need any of that. What will you have? And then I think and try and think in my brain, oh, well, I can have that later. I'll go and have that when I get home. It's a temptation. That is also a temptation having these massive big lattes, things like that. I can't. I'm dairy free because of an intolerance. So I have almond milk and it has got less in it. And to begin with, when I switched to almond milk, I hated it. But now I absolutely love it. And it is about changing your taste and changing your taste buds to actually like it. So for me, I can have a couple of almond milk lattes a day and it's minimal calories compared to the people that will go out and have a full Exactly. I think you're probably saving yourself 100, 200 calories on those lattes. But when I have those lattes, it kind of fills a hole in my day as well and a hole in my tummy. So, and it's not not very many calories. So trying to change your tastes as well or switch in certain things is better. The other the other thing is the alcohol thing. And um that's a that's a big one because I would love to drink a glass of wine every single night. And if I I probably could if I switched it into my calories, took something out. So maybe I could switch my protein bar for a glass of wine. But then I think actually the health side of the alcohol is what I can get my head around and think, right, we should have alcohol-free days. So for my health side of it, I think, oh, I'm 43, you know, I don't want to have a, you know, alcohol every day for the health side. So what I try and do is have alcohol-free days every week, Monday to Thursday particularly. Um, But on those days, I try and make myself some kind of nice drink around that horrible time when you're cooking dinner for the kids and you want to reach for a glass of wine or a gin and tonic or whatever, I make myself something that makes me think I'm having something. So it might be just tonic with loads of ice. Sounds like boring, but... With lemon as well. And loads of lemon and or I might even put a slice of orange in it or something to make it thirst-quenching because I do like a gin and tonic. and. I'll have that and try and make it last and, th- and then, I, you know, it's something to do. It takes my mind off it and it feels that thing of the habit of having it. Or I'll have a alcohol-free gin and tonic, which you can buy in tins. Or low alcohol. Or a low alcohol one or whatever it be, which is so much less on the calories. I think it's for like 25, 30 calories. For- the only bad thing is, you know, in these diet drinks we know is that Aspartame in the unnatural. But I'm not drinking a lot of it. I'm only having the odd one. But it gets me through that little bit of thinking, right, alcohol-free days are important. And then I know by Friday, let's enjoy some wine. And the only thing is I know when to stop. I think this is the key thing, like you said again from earlier on, is finding that alternative and having an alternative to that, to like you say, that time when it comes to six o'clock or when the kids are eating dinner to have something, you know, that drink or that alcoholic drink by having that substitute, you're making a better choice, one from a calorie point of view, but also nutritionally. And again, it's having those alternatives at hand. My other stop though, unfortunately, well, it's a good thing really, because it stops me, is I can't, I can't digest a lot of alcohol, so a hangover is a lot worse for me. So I have that in the back of my brain that I have to be careful. So maybe that's a good thing, but it also has its bad points because, you know, I it's not something that anyone would want to have, to have to worry about that all the time. 
but it does stop me from drinking to complete excess. Um, quite often what happens then is the next day is when the damage is done. It's not actually that night of drinking too much alcohol. It's the next day when your body's trying to catch up with those sugar levels and you then start overeating. So if you do have that night, it's important the next day to try and recognize that and think, right, what good foods and wholesome foods can I have to stop that curb that craving that I'm trying to get the sugar in um so that's what I try and do it because I still do have these nights when I go out with certain people and have too much to drink and then the next day I try and think right well damage limitation let's try and you know get back on track with some good healthy foods that will probably make me feel better by the end of the day um rather than two days of bad eating and drinking and it's then about how you recover and get back on it I drink a lot of lemon water as well which also flushes out your system and water um keeps your metabolism raised all the time because you know you're working on nothing but you're still having to metabolize and um digest the water so therefore you're burning calories just by doing that well I think it comes down to making those choices again of you know, having that balance that you've had that night out, but then you still need that discipline the next day rather than thinking, oh, it doesn't matter, I've blown it last night, I might as well just blow it today and then I'm back to square one on Monday. And it doesn't have to be that way, you know, budgeting the calories, budgeting what you eat, you can have, you know, a, a healthier version of a fry depending on how you cook it, what lean meats you have, everything else. So you you still don't have to miss out. But I think the key thing as well next day, next day of having a night out is, as long as there's alcohol present in your system, the body will have to burn that off and digest that before it starts digesting anything else. So once you increase your calorie intake from the alcohol, everything you're starting to eat on top of that, if your body's not digesting it, it's just going to store it and it's going to end up storing it as fat. So you know, you've got that double-edged sword of going, yes, you've overeaten, but now you're making more bad choices. So you're likely then to, the body's going to store those extra calories rather than burning them off because there's alcohol present in your system. Uh, so I think, you know, it all comes down to, I think what Lucy's saying is having that motivation and that discipline to have find the alternatives, have the balance, reward yourself. Not that it should be a reward because you still want to enjoy life, but find that middle ground where you maintain the discipline, but you see both sides to it. I think my biggest thing is people think it's easy for me because it's what I do, but it isn't. It's the same for everybody. Everybody has their little things that they find hard or, you know, People think, oh, you're just like that, but you're not. It's the choices that you make and it's whether you want it and how badly you want it and whether you're prepared to make those changes and live with them for um, long term. Um, if you, you know, people, you don't have to be thin and fit to be happy. You don't. There's nothing saying that. But if you want to be, you can do it because. You just have to make those choices and there are so many good, better, nicer, tastier choices out there now than there used to be. I mean, the, the it, being fit and skinny used to be about, oh, you can eat lettuce and salad every day, all day, but it's not like that anymore. It doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be depriving yourself and I, I don't feel deprived in what I eat I am very strict and I am very disciplined, but that part of me is because of my job and what I do, not because of, you know, what I look like and all of that. 
I agree that I I maintain this and I have this um, need or necessity in what I do because I, I, I believe I should be a role model and that's my belief. But there are instructors out there that don't aren't, you know, the same size as me and they're still great instructors. They're happy and, you know, people go to their class and everything, but that is my belief to be, the you know, at the top of top of my game I suppose but I'm still very critical about myself and I just think that you the most important thing is to feel happy about yourself and if you are happy about yourself then life's a lot easier I think it's about you know looking at the bigger picture uh, and making small changes and make them over time rather than trying to think as of tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna do X Y and Z and be completely bang on with my training my food and everything just make subtle changes I mean since Lucy and I have been together you know certain things that we've changed like uh, you know I used to make a, a homemade olive oil and balsamic vinegar sort of vinaigrette for salad now you, Lucy uses the spray olive oil and the balsamic drizzle so she saved calories from there and then you know we used to have avocado and all our salads we've taken that out just to save a few calories so i think it's a case of you know maybe writing a list of stuff that you want to achieve or your goals uh and then writing a list of things where you think you go wrong and then making simple changes if it's just one a week or one a day and the more you can then implement these things over time the more they become habit and the more like i don't miss avocado and our salads at all now for the same as you, you're just used to it, right? It's now a new routine. Uh, and I think that's key is, you know, find a, find a place where you're happy uh, and, want, and you know, figure out the key things that you want to have that balance with and your simple wins and your simple losses. I think, though, you would be critical of me, the fact that I don't relax enough on my diet and that I should, like you're saying about avocado, you know, if I wanted it, I should have it. And I'm at that stage where I could, if I wanted it on toast or whatever. Whereas I just know with me, it's kind of all or nothing. And I find it really difficult to come back and relax off it. Yeah. Uh, and no, I mean, I think everyone's different. Some people are all or nothing. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a balance, right? You you have your wins and your, your losses with certain things. Uh, but it obviously works. Uh, and, you know, obviously... As, as your partner and obviously business partner as well it's you know it works for us we, majority of our clients are women so to have someone who's a mum of three kids you know looking how you do uh, I think it's you know it's a great role model and uh, and a good example to everyone I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, a little big up to my wife at the end uh, so let us know if you've got any questions or yeah, anything else come back at us but uh, yeah I hope to see, see you guys soon <laughs>